Join over 17 million members who leave the deal hunting to Honey by PayPal. Honey automatically looks for every available coupon code and applies the best one to your cart. Add items to your drop list and Honey will notify you once there's a lower price. That way, you'll never miss a sale. With Honey, you can even earn points towards gift cards of your choice while saving money at the same time. Friends don't let friends overpay. Download Honey today by using the link in our episode description or go to our Instagram at DoYouLoveItPod and tap the link in our bio. Welcome to our podcast, Do You Love It? I'm Des Andrew, joined back again by my co-host, Devin DKC. What's up, Devin? Hey, boo. How you doing? Uh, I'm so good. I get to see your face once again. It's been long enough. (laughs) I know. It's been so long. I feel like it hasn't been that long, but it has been that long. Do you know what I mean? Like... Yeah. Time just has been moving at a pace that I can't keep up. I know. Isn't that weird? Like, I don't want to sound, like, too stereotypical of a 30-year-old, <laughs> but, like, it's true. <laughs> it's true what they say. Like, when you get older, the time just goes so fast. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. Yeah. Ugh. But whatever. It's fine. Our, our faces are frozen. We don't look like any time has gone by, has it? Literally doing skincare as we speak. <laughs> yes. Love it. <laughs> treat yourself i love that Mm -hmm. um well i don't know if you've heard of (laughs) a little lady named beyonce knowles heard uh well beyonce knowles carter actually oh that's right right. get it right Mm -hmm. my bad queen my bad queen (laughs) uh hello the ticket uh for her tour the renaissance tour that is have gone on pre-sale today that part is not completely true okay because oh, I've shit. been doing okay. research. So mm-hmm. Beyonce is playing with our emotions, okay? As oh, no. she always oh, does. So <gasps> No. She did like this Dubai show, which oh, like did you I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I like Just genuinely kidding. felt like a sadness in my heart when you said that. Oh. Um did you catch like the the little bit of clips that we got? I did. I saw from that show. actually, yeah, I saw that you posted Chanel Ayon's uh, oh. story, right? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> That's what I saw. That's the oh. clip, and then I think I saw TMZ. You know, TMZ love them. I would love to work for them. <laughs> you have my resume, by the way. <laughs> um, uh, they were talking about it. They were covering it on their uh, daily TV show, and so I saw some coverage oh, on that. Oh, good. Too. Yeah, it looked incredible, amazing. And, you know, the streets, the Beyonce streets, which I'm, I am deep in, like, belong to the streets, it's the Beyonce streets. Uh, yes. But they were saying, like, oh, get ready. Like, she's going to, like, use this press and publicity to announce her tour. We already know the album dropped last summer. Mm-hmm. And then so she did this Dubai show, this secret Dubai show mm-hmm. for $23 million. I know. 
I would if I I love that. If I got twenty three million, it's like, oh yeah, I'm not going on tour. I'm like going to relax <laughs> on the island that I just bought. Oh, I was gonna say I'll be here next week for twenty three million again. <laughs> <laughs> right. Wanna do it again? Right. <laughs> My friend uh, Tati, she called me on FaceTime, and this is before I was camera ready. I had no eyebrows on. My hair, <laughs> the hat was flat. I'll just say that. <laughs> and she was trying to tell me about the tickets, and she's already like processing her checkout. And I'm like, okay, how much are they? And she's like, oh, uh, I don't know. What? Like what? So, like they don't tell you the price of the pre-sale. It's just you know, tickets will be sold, and you will pay a price. And the rest is unknown. What? <laughs> so I, I don't know if I'm going. Was on a credible website because I went straight to yeah. Beyonce's website, and she's part of the Beehive, which apparently that's who has access to the presale. Oh, see, I'm not technically in the which I thought I was because I got like all the Renaissance mm-hmm. stuff and details, but I haven't gotten an email from the Beehive like saying, oh, you can get your pre-sale. So then when you go on her website today and you try to join, th- that link doesn't work. <laughs> oh, shoot. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, I hope she's not on a Jen Shaw website because <gasps> that won't be good for any of us. <laughs> not Auntie Jen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, yeah, we're going to get into that in a little bit. Um, but before we dive into our news and rumors um i just want to let you all know how excited i am for an interview that we have coming up this episode oh yay okay so for all the big brother fans anyone who's caught traitors on peacock i have cody calafiore one of the traitors the actual traitors of the show (laughs) And we chat about his time on the show, his reactions to, um, you know, everything that happened during each episode. I'm trying to speak a little, um, what do you call it when, like, you when you send those little uh, messages? Cryptic. I'm trying to be a little cryptic oh, I because mm-hmm. I don't want to do, you know, a complete spoiler for people that still want to watch or that are still trying to uh, pace themselves. I had no control. So I watched the whole thing in like two days. So we're, we're not going to reveal like at least the winner and stuff like that. We, we probably get to like episode eight. Um, so I'm excited for you guys to hear about that. I hope you're watching Traders, And uh, it's on Peacock, which is the home of Bravo mm-hmm. shows, right? Like Miami. And if you miss an episode, they always play it there the next day. Mm-hmm. Watch What Happens Live is always on Peacock, which I love. That is cause... something that I just learned recently. I think you're the person that told me that they had oh, hey. Watch What Happens Live on uh, Peacock. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of the housewives, Robin Dixon oh. confirms her husband's affair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what would you do? <laughs> Actually, you know what? I don't want to disrespect your marriage. So not what would you do? What do you think of this? Okay, let me change that. (laughs) Like, what would I do if I was in Robin's position? Like, can you imagine? So Robin, to people that don't watch The Real Housewives of Potomac, Robin is one of the housewives. She and her ex-husband, right, were married Mm -hmm. for, what, like 15 years or something? 
and then divorced for like eight. Yeah, they've been together right? for a long time. I don't know the, the exact year, but I know they've been together. Like they were like college sweethearts, right? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. They were together, you know, in college. They have what two kids together? Two kids. They have two boys. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he cheated on her, so they got a divorce, and they stayed separated for years. We've seen it on the show. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they worked everything out and decided that they would be married again. So they've kind of, you know, been hyping that up, that we're going to see a wedding take place on the show. Uh, and <clears throat> here we are, <laughs> hearing these rumors that he... Has done it again. Yes. He really outdid himself again. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. I mean. Oh, my God. I think if I was Robin, like, if me was living the exact mm-hmm. life that Robin is living, given the fact that Karen Huger, who we know and love as the Grand Dame of Potomac, yeah. she, so she was talking to Ashley and said, hey, I heard. That Juan Dixon, Robin's on again, off again husband, mm-hmm. was spotted in Georgetown with a woman that looks like me. And what she means by that is the woman has blonde hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Ashley runs to Robin, tells Robin of this rumor that Juan is cheating. Robin then calls Juan on camera and tells him, mm-hmm. hey, there's rumor. Are you cheating with on me? Did you take a girl to Georgetown? Juan freaks out. Juan is mad. Juan is angry. Yeah. Juan threatens to cuss out all of the women on the cast. Yeah. Yeah. And then Robin denies everything on the show. Not only does that, but deflects the situation onto Karen and her alleged infidelity. Yeah. Okay whatever that's what they do on these shows like i get it but also robin this is a reality show if he was cheating on you and you knew or you kind of had a suspicion or you didn't know you didn't have to call him on camera first of all yeah (laughs) that was doing too much (laughs) that was doing the most and then for her to like come out and then confess it on a podcast but not confess the whole thing and have people go subscribe to her patreon if they really wanted to know the details which did you hear that part i didn't actually i'm well i've heard a little like i've seen uh posts about how people are saying that she's charging for the truth but i'm like wait i thought we just heard the truth (laughs) so there's more it's not the truth first of all she's charging for a lie okay she said so i i did not subscribe to the patreon but i knew that someone Mm. would so that we didn't have to and was scrolling tiktok it's funny because my partner was like half asleep in bed as i like started watching these tiktoks Mm. and then of course my partner hearing everything like got invested like wait what happened i thought we liked robin (laughs) and um It's funny because it's like, tell me a bedtime story, babe. And I'm like, okay, listen. So Robin Dixon. (laughs) (laughs) But so what she is saying is that this woman slid into Juan's DMs, okay? Was trying Mm -hmm. to do something with Juan. He wasn't interested in her Instagram DMs, but he somehow got her phone number. The woman comes Mm -hmm. to the Potomac area and... 
allegedly her wallet was stolen while she's at the casino. And so she calls Juan, which like, do you have friends? Do you have a mom, <laughs> a parent, someone else to call? But she calls Juan yeah. because she can't oh, pay for her hotel room because she lost her card. Oh, which uh-huh. if you've ever checked into a hotel, mm-hmm. they have your card on file. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but she calls and asks Juan to pay for her second night at the hotel. And he feels bad for her. So he does it. Um, so that's the story that Robin is telling. Now, I also saw on TikTok that the, I saw the receipt from the hotel. Yeah. Number yeah. one, it's a BWI airport hotel, which BWI, no, any hair, airport hotels are for sneaky links and oh. people that run late. I've never heard of that. I've never heard of a BWI. Oh, BWI is the airport, like the Baltimore airport. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Baltimore, Washington something. I don't know. Oh, okay. Okay. So there's two nights charged on the receipt. It's to Juan Dixon's name, which wouldn't it be to the woman's name if she made the reservation? Like, and then the card number would have just been his. And then there's Mm. restaurant charges. There's like three or four restaurant charges. Oh, so she had to eat. Without her wallet, too. Right. Okay. I think Juan was eating, too. But basically, <laughs> well, yes. I say all this to say, long story short, if I was Robin, I would have just been honest. Because, yes, it sucks, but that's what you signed up for. And you're getting a check. You're getting a lot more money from Bravo and NBC Universal than, I, than you are on Patreon. I'm sure of it. Yeah. Um, unless you're selling ass pictures. So, oh. <laughs> which I don't think she is. So I, yeah. I think that it was immature, it was irresponsible, and like a lot of other people now are saying, it opens the door for just these reality shows to be completely made up and com- completely fake. Yeah. Everyone's trying to control their narrative now, and they're trying to get ahead of drama and ahead of rumors and manipulate the audience. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's not great. Not great yeah. at all. Wow. Yeah. But what would you do? Shoot, what would I do? Well, I definitely <laughs> wouldn't be marrying someone who cheated on me. Uh, mm. That's just what I would do. And I'm so, I know I sounded shady and I didn't really mean to, but I'm not mad that I was. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I have such a, a weird view of marriage. I just don't really want it. Not that anyone's yeah. offering either, but I don't really <laughs> see myself getting married. And it's for reasons like that, like cheating Mm. And like, I know I just can't do that. I, I don't have yeah. patience for that. And I can't believe that even knowing all of this, right? Because she did acknowledge that she learned about this situation. Right. And then still went forward with remarrying him. Yeah. So that's a shit way to start off a marriage that you kind of, it basically is the same marriage you got out of. So you're yeah. just entering it in, in, 2023 or maybe yeah, it was nothing has changed yeah nothing has changed i am so glad juan dixon is not here right now okay <laughs> yeah because he was at the bwi airport hotel child that's I you just, can find him there yeah and also the timing of like releasing this episode right after they filmed reunion the reunion was last week mm-hmm. put the yeah. episode out before so you could be held accountable and talk yeah. about your shit yeah, but Andy probably didn't even know either, so he couldn't prop that in there. Yeah. 
well, she sounds like a snake to me. <laughs> and <laughs> that leads me to our game we have today. Oh, I love games. In honor of the traders on Peacock, I want to play a game about betrayal and deception. <laughs> mm. I'll read you tough scenarios from our favorite shows, and okay. you have to decide whether you would forgive them or if you'd rather forget them. Okay. So this is our new game, Forgive You, Forget You. I want to forgive you, and I want to forget you. <laughs> I love it. Number one, your brother, an only living family member, decides <laughs> to reject your invitation to your wedding. Are you forgiving, or are you forgetting? Um, That's I intense for me. I went I through something similar. So... I, you know, I have a lot of living family members, right? So yeah. that part is not uh, specific to me. But I had a falling out, like a major falling out. We're still out. We're not in. And uh, she got married, excluded me from her wedding when I've been mm. her closest family member literally since childhood. I used to go to Texas to see this young lady almost oh. every year. And she would come here and see, you know, Stay with my family. So basically, we are so there's so much stuff that you know we don't have the time to get into all of it. But I, I was very bitter that mm -hmm. I wasn't included in the wedding. But I thought, you know what? If I don't show up, with how mad I was, right? If I don't show up, I'm putting the nail in the coffin on this relationship, mm -hmm. and I'm not willing to do that. Am I mad? Yes. And do I forgive that? You know, she made these choices. No, I do not. And I still kind of do not. But whatever. There's not that much anger anymore. I'm just whatever. Yeah. But I made that decision because I'm not going to be the one that permanently stains this relationship. Mm, if she wants to be that person, then that's on you, you know? Yeah. But I don't want to do that. Yeah. So, I mean, I've I've had a similar situation where um, a close friend, like a best friend, didn't come to my wedding. Um, mm. And I, it was one of those things where, like, even up until like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I'm spilling yeah. tea. Um, yeah. I thought I could forgive it, but like, it's one of those things like it, when whenever something smaller happens, it's like ripping up an old scab, like, and it really makes it difficult to move on in that relationship with that person yeah. and feel like you can count on them. So unfortunately, as much as I would want to forgive them, I'm a Scorpio and we don't let shit go. So <laughs> like, forget them. Sorry. Okay. I don't blame you. You know, everyone has their own way of, of going through these things. And yeah, okay. more power to you. Of course, that was Real Housewives in New Jersey. <laughs> yes. Can't wait for the premiere. <laughs> I know. I cannot wait. Okay. Number two, you and your longtime friend get into a heated argument that results in her calling you a piece of shit garbage whore who has slept with half of New York. <laughs> Forgive you or forget you? I'll forgive her. I'll forgive her. That's forgive not, her? I mean, you know, maybe I have slept with half of New York. <laughs> Even if I haven't, we all say some things in heated moments yeah. that we mm -hmm. could mean or not mean. And we all embellish, especially when we're feeling those emotions. So yeah. I've said worse. So, and been forgiven. Oh, so I'm <laughs> Oh, forgiven. damn. No, it's good. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, okay. All right. I respect that. Okay. 
Of course, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. <laughs> I love my girl Lisa. I'm on Lisa's side. I like Meredith too, though, so please come on our podcast. But I love Lisa. Yeah, I like them both. I wish they would kind of work it out, but I, Me too. you know, can understand why they wouldn't want to. Okay, number three. Word gets back to you that your coworker in real estate is bribing your client to do business with her instead. Forgive you, forget you. Forget. Don't play with my money. I know. <laughs> yes. And there's a code of ethics as a realtor yeah, that you agree so. to. And you can lose your job. You can lose your license if you poach a sale in oh, real estate. Really? Yeah. So this girl lost her job on the show, selling Sunset, wow. that is. Yes. Well, I mean, you that's, that's slimy business. And <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be able to trust you. You're taking from mm-hmm. my mouth and the mouth of my, my family, my children. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. All right. Number four, your best friend decides it's his business to let your crush know about the other people you're going on dates with. Forgive you, forget you. Uh, forget. Because why do you have it out for me? Yeah. Like, why are you making it your business? Shit. It's all brand new. You're not in a committed relationship. You're allowed to date around. Right? Yeah. And you're supposed to be on my side. Yeah. It's fine. And making it seem like I'm doing something like being adulterous or something. (laughs) Exactly. You know, if you're single, you could date. And um, so basically, are you trying to get with my crush or do you have it out for me at that point? Either Um, way, we got a snake on our hands. Forget about it. This is from Bling Empire. I love that show. (laughs) And the last one, number five. Sadly, you are newly divorced and you find out that one of your casual friends has now hooked up with your ex. Forgive you, forget you. The ex that I just divorced from? Yes. Ah. <laughs> uh... So you're in a friend group. Yeah. Right? And this friend is friends with you and your ex when you're a couple. Mm-hmm. And now you split up and this friend hooks up with your ex. Forget. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Forget. (laughs) Forget. Oh, my gosh. Who did that? That is raunchy. This is from Vanderpump Rules. I know you don't watch. Uh, The new season is coming out, but we've been hearing about this, you know, shit. I don't know. Early, maybe late spring, early summer that, uh, yeah, one of the couples on there, they split up. And one of the other girls actually just got out of her long-term relationship. And she hooked up with this girl Katie's husband at a wedding. And, of course, there's cameras around. So now she has to live this on national television. Oh, my gosh. And gets to relive it when she watches it on TV over again. Yeah. Lord have mercy. Yeah, no. You just... There's just things you don't do in a friendship. Yeah. And also, I mean... Depending on how the marriage ends, like, I know that a lot of marriages end in a very ugly way. So it's like, I just don't, as a married person, I can't imagine, like, going from having a relationship with someone who is my everything or, like, you know, my person to, like, not even acknowledging that person anymore. Like, when I see, like, my parents who are divorced, like, they could be in the same room and not even speak and like they don't even know each other now like that's so odd to me yeah, so it is 
for that person, it's like that I divorced, I'm looking at them even more than the friend because it's like, you know, that's my friend. Were you trying to hurt me? Like we had this life together. Yeah. Um, you should still have a respect for me and like not want ill will to come my way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's just dirty. It is very dirty. It's nasty. <laughs> yeah, I don't I like that. <laughs> well, I love this game and I hope that we play it again. <laughs> yes, for sure. That was fun. I liked it. Yay, the castle. Good. Okay, well, on that note of uh, these grimy little nasties. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, we, it's just because I love the name of the show, Traitors, right? It, it paints a picture in your head. Mm-hmm. He may be a traitor to some, but he's faithful to our podcast. So let's get into our interview with Cody Calafiore. I love it. Yay. You know my guest today as the winner of Big Brother All-Stars. Now you can watch him competing on Peacock's newest hit series, The Traders. Welcome to the show, Cody Calafiore. What's going on? Thank you for having me. What's up, Cody? How you doing? I'm doing good. Doing very good. You know, it's, I've watched The Traders. It's, the wound was opened back up and now it's closed and now I'm good to talk about it again. Oh, good, good. I was worried yeah. about that because, I mean, yeah. this show is so addicting. Yeah. I thought, okay, let me give this show a try because I know a lot of familiar faces. You know, yeah. you, Rachel, of course, yeah. uh, Brandy, all the Bravo people. Love yeah. Bravo here on this show. Yeah. Oh, I love Bravo. <laughs> yeah, so good. Yeah. Um, so I started watching, like, the first one, and then naturally I was like, okay, the second one's good. And then I realized, okay, this is too easy to watch. Let me pace it out. But I think I watched the whole thing in about three days or four yeah. days or something. Like I was that. like a day. I think I did it in less than a 24 hour period. It's like, I started it at nighttime the first day that it dropped and then finished it in the morning. I was like, oh, I watched shit. it right away. Yeah. Wow. I had to, yeah. I feel yeah. like I had to. I do not blame you. I'm on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have seen you, uh, like I mentioned before in the big brother house, which you've actually spent over 200 days in the big brother yeah. house between yeah. your two seasons. Yeah. So what made you decide to sign up for yet another social experiment like the traders? Um, uh, the, the concept of it really, really caught my attention. I was really into it because it was something different, something new, something nobody had really seen before, um, different network. So for me, obviously, like a lot of these things come into the equation. Different network means different exposure, different things, you know, new game show, no idea what personalities are going to be on there. So it was just because of how new it was that it really grabbed my attention and made me want to do it. Did you know who uh, the host was, Alan Cumming, before they, you signed no. on? No, no, they they kept that under wraps the entire time. We didn't know until until he ultimately was there and standing there in front of us. So they did a very good job of keeping that under wraps. They wanted to make sure nobody knew anything, nothing could leak. And so we found out when everybody else found out. Well, nice. w- amongst each other. Not yeah. really the yeah. viewers. <laughs> not, not quite in real time, but I get what <laughs> yeah. you're saying. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> well, how did you feel about playing the game with a mix of first-time players and reality stars? Um, so at first I was really, um, I was really nervous, uh, because what always comes into play and I've seen this happen on big brother when there's returners versus newbies, it almost like draws a line in the sand unintentionally. You don't, you don't mean to do it, but it kind of happens that way sometimes. 
Um, and so I was nervous about that dynamic possibly coming into play on this show. It was like, you know, are, are the reality people just going to stick together just on the basis of being on yeah. shows and are the newbies going to stick together just because they know we need to stick together as newbies. Now I quickly, you know, adjusted with that because the concept of the show kind of throws all that away and it pins everybody against the traders. So it wasn't like the newbies were competing against the reality people. It was everybody was trying to figure out who the traders were. So that quickly went out the window. But I did have nerves initially thinking, all right, are we just immediately going to be targeted for a number of different reasons, whether it's, you know, financial reasons. Some people may view reality stars as people that have this financial freedom and this financial backing. Um, when in all actuality, a lot of a lot of reality people are the same as just everyday people like we go back to work. We're not it's not like our careers are revolving around a lot of these shows, at least on the CBS side, yeah, you know, because on the CBS side, we're on a show, then maybe not on a show, on a show here and there, where the Bravo side, a lot of these people coming from Bravo, they're like... Their lifestyle series. It's their lifestyle series, yeah. yeah. And so they're on it every year. And so I guess there could be a financial freedom with that, but I, I was really nervous about that initially um, because I was like, I don't want people to just go based off of my past on TV and make that be a reason why either they don't want to work with me, they have preconceived notions, or it could be a reason I go home. So it was, it was, it was definitely nerve wracking at the start. Well, it seems to me like having an alliance in this game wouldn't really serve you much at all. Uh, like yeah. you would think, you know, from the sound of it, because it's like a cerebral game, um, from what it was painted like in the uh, in the advertisements. Yeah. But um, what type of strategy did you plan to have leading up to your arrival at the castle? So um, maybe not necessarily the alliance per se, because again, you know, because of the concept of the show with the traders, it's kind of tough because, you know, when you're on these shows and you have alliances, you ultimately trust your alliance because you know the game that's in front of you. So like, mm -hmm. I want to work with this group of people until we now need to cannibalize each other. And you kind of have a timetable and you see all that playing out. And that's what I was used to in this show. I think a lot of people got blinded by the alliance because it uh it caused people to almost let their guards down to people that maybe were in their alliance that were ultimately traitors. And so it was definitely difficult, but I wanted going into this, I wanted my strategy to be relationship driven. I wanted people to feel comfortable enough with me, share enough with me that they ultimately hand their trust over to me. And then I can use that because once I find out that I'm a trader, I know there's only one way for me to go home and that's at a round table. So now I immediately need to start formulating all these relationships to have numbers at the round table where votes aren't coming my way. So that was the initial strategy I wanted to have was just go in there, form good relationships, strong relationships so that people trust you and don't want to turn on you right away. And then as the game goes on, you have to adjust. That's like my biggest thing is always going into these games, willing to adjust and having to kind of learn on the fly and adjust on the fly. So that was like kind of the basis that I went into this game with relationships and then be ready to adjust. Yeah. And that's something that you were able to bring in from your experience on Big Brother, right? Exactly. It was something that, you know, I'm used to and you kind of create, you know, different strengths and different ways to succeed from playing Big Brother because it was like, I can tell by people's body language because mm -hmm. we're all used to that in Big Brother where you walk in a room and all of a sudden you feel it, the convo died down and the air in the room dies down. It's like it's getting sucked out when you walked in. So I was able to bring some of that to this game and kind of 
get a feel for when people maybe didn't trust me fully. If I walked in and there was a convo happening, am I the name that was being talked about? So you want to try to determine these things from the previous experience that I had on Big Brother. Yeah. I mean, honestly, seeing you and Rachel as two of the competitors, I thought, okay, well, I feel like that's going to put a lot of eyes on you. That's everyone's thinking, you know, we don't all know what the traders is before it starts. So they're thinking, okay, well, these people were kind of used to being in a scenario where you don't know everyone, you have to try to, you know, a a lot of the uh, keywords that were used were like deceitful. Yes. Um, Yeah. So totally. Yeah, that I mean, I think Rachel was probably the only one that really clocked you in the first episode. And then it seemed like you went unscathed for a while. Yeah, I I say a lot of that and it's no like dagger, but it's just like, I think Rachel just was saying a lot of things. And then my name was obviously going to be one of them because she, Rachel watches Big Brother and she knows Big Brother and she's watched me on it. And so it was easy. I, I genuinely feel like it was easy for the producers to be like, okay, one of the Big Brother people should be a traitor. Yeah. Because I think they can do it well. Um, I think Rachel would have handled being a trader way better than I would have because she's just cutthroat. Like she's just a gamer and she's she's able to separate. This isn't personal. It's game. And I don't know that I was able to do that that well. But I would say, honestly, one of the biggest mistakes I probably made was not immediately going and trying to form like form that bond with Rachel because I had the relationship with her outside the house. And I think that would have been a good way to maybe get some information from her. And I think right away, I kind of put us on opposite sides. And that I think that was a big mistake of mine. I should have definitely went in there and been like, all right, well, as a trader, let me work with Rachel because people are questioning. And, and I think it could be a good way. Maybe I'll get information from people that are talking to her that aren't that comfortable with me. And I, I totally dropped the ball on that one. Did you guys ever talk much game at all? And maybe it just wasn't shown or was it not pretty really? It was, it was pretty distant. There was one time when Rachel and I talked outside, um, really not a ton of substance to it. It was just kind of when we were getting our feet wet in the game and we were trying to figure it out and we were talking and um, it didn't really go anywhere because, you know, it was kind of tough because in the back of my head, I was always thinking, okay, Rachel could be one that maybe falls on the sword. Like I can maybe try to push it to Rachel as a trader because she's a big brother player. She's cutthroat. All the reasons why I think they in the, initially it was getting directed at me. Mm-hmm. And I was noticing that I was like, OK, I think I can actually use all that's being said about me right now early on against Rachel down the road. And instead of doing that while forming a relationship with her, I just didn't form the relationship. And so I think that was one of the things that kind of hurt me, because I think we could have teamed up her and I and we could have had more of an alliance per se throughout the show if I would have because she was definitely open to it and I just I don't know why I shut that door early on well what do you think of her uh, gameplay overall now that you've seen the whole series Rachel's Rachel I mean she's a beast in competitions but again I I say it you know because it's easy to Monday morning quarterback how off the faithfuls were throughout the entire game but you know Rachel was kind of just doing her best to try to figure it out. But I think she got too tunnel visioned on um, Kate, obviously, because mm-hmm. Kate was just, it was a lot to deal with. Kate, Rachel and Kate were like oil and water. And so like, it was almost like Rachel just wanted her out because of how brutal she was acting towards her. And so it was like, oh, go after Kate versa. instead of, and vice versa, right? <laughs> yeah. Instead of trying to like, maybe like, all right, take the personal aspect out of it. Let's try to figure it out like logistically and how, how, 
who maybe has different behaviors like me. Like I had the, probably a drastic behavior swing throughout the show. And so I think that's what also like tipped her off to me. She's like, cause Rachel knows me. She's like, this isn't Cody. This isn't Cody that I've seen on big brother either. This isn't Cody from outside the house. Like something's up with him. And so she was, she definitely picked up on that throughout the show. And it, it, as it was getting worse, she was like one of the people that was like, yeah, I think Cody's definitely a traitor now. I mean, she was one of the only ones though, which is really cool. Cause yeah, like I said, going in, I would think, okay, well, of course they're going to trust somebody who, you know, has won this, you know, decade long game for, yeah. um, you know, their, their social connections with yeah. people. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you understand Rachel's attitude during her final banishment ceremony? Totally. I mean, if you think about it, it's, it was an extreme betrayal to people that she trusted throughout the game. And, and I really only think it was Sari. It was, it was big, it was big of on Sari that Rachel felt the betrayal because Sari, Rachel and Stephanie, they had done a show together previously before they went in. So they were ultimately trying to work the Alliance aspect. And then all of a sudden Sari was with Rachel on her side and then flipped on her. And so I could completely understand. And with me and Rachel, she felt super portrayed by me before her banishment, because she was like, for those, she was like, I know you, I know your past. Why are you trying to pin things on me? Why are you trying to tell people that I'm a traitor when we could have been working together? So she couldn't like that personal aspect, I think really gets to her, but that, that gets to Rachel in every show that she's on, you know, whether she wins big brother or doesn't win big brother. Like she doesn't like when she's treated differently or betrayed by people. She takes, she, you know, and, and to each their own, everybody can handle that differently. And so I don't think there's any wrong in her, how she handled that. Yeah. It's tough. It's a tough that. situation. Oh my God. I bet. I can't even imagine. I mean, I would love to play just because right. I love the show, Yeah, but I can't imagine being in it. It's like one of those things I've, you know, watched big brother probably since the first all-stars. I think okay. I caught the tail end. I had a lot of friends on, I think it was MySpace days back then. <laughs> oh my God. Of course. Yeah, yeah. They would talk about big brother and I'm like, okay, fine. I'll watch it. And I yeah. watched, I think Janelle was like the first person I really Season kind seven. of gravitated towards. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like everybody. And, yeah, right. She's and impossible not on. to like. <laughs> and I really love when someone can like go in and like win the competitions and kind of, you know, yeah. control how good they do. Exactly. And then they also have the in your face personality. Like, I don't mm -hmm. care to tell you off because I'm going to win and then I'm going to tell you off. Like, that's yeah. what I think makes Janelle the icon that she is. She's awesome. Yeah. Uh, going back to traders, Sari mm -hmm. brought up her concerns about your friendship with Ryan Lochte at mm -hmm. a murder ceremony. Yeah. And it felt like the beginning of the traders starting to not trust each other. Yeah. What threat do you think Sari saw in watching your relationship with Ryan develop? Um, there were some things that weren't shown um, on, a, on, on the episodes where, you know, I think Sari either, I don't know whether she's making this up or not. I think she's pretty truthful. Um, but she had heard from somebody else in the house that I had a relationship with Ryan previously. And so that's the thing that bothered me the most about it. It wasn't like, it wasn't like any questioning. Um, it was like an accusation. Mm -hmm. And for me in the trader turret, like we're supposed to be truthful. We're and like, for me, I was sharing information every time I was in the trader turret. When somebody mentioned Suri's name early on, Kyle Brandy, Suri, yeah. I told Suri right away, right away. Um, she told me early on that Stephanie believed that I could be a trader. This was information early, early on. So then, when that situation happens, the person that she said kind of gave information that made her think that I knew Ryan was Stephanie. 
So I was like, okay, Stephanie doesn't trust me as a trader. She's giving you now this information that's making you not trust me. Why aren't we getting rid of Stephanie? Like this, she's a problem. She's a problem for us right now. And really for me. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's why it, it really bothered me, the whole Ryan thing, because it was just completely false. I'd never met, I'd never even met Ryan before. And so being accused of something that is so blatantly false is really frustrating. And in that moment, I, re- I wanted to explode. And so it took every ounce of me to just kind of like sit and just like kind of like not explode and um, kind of try to get through it. But at that point, it was like, I was like, I'm betraying people that I'm, that are faithfuls that I think trust me. And now I don't trust any, I don't trust you guys. I was like, and so for me, the game was, the game was getting to me a lot. And instead of like taking that fight or flight, it was like, I was like, I don't trust you. I don't know how to deal with this moral dilemma that I'm going through with the faithfuls. And so now at this point, I'm kind of just like, I'm just kind of going with the flow. I'm not like trying to do anything too crazy. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm like, so checked out. It was, it was, it was tough. I guess as a viewer, though, from my perspective, um, I don't really understand what knowing somebody before the game starts, what kind of threat that is anyways, because like you mentioned, she played a game with Stephanie and with Rachel, you knew Rachel, but Mm -hmm. none of those relationships, at least that I can recall, were brought up as being potential threats to anyone's game. And that should have been something that I said. That's 100%. And if, if I was more like locked into the game, that would have been the first thing I said. I would have been like, okay, so I don't know him. Whether you believe me on that or not, I don't care. I don't know him at all. I've never met him. But what's the difference if I did make, meet him between my relationship with him and your relationship with Stephanie? Mm-hmm. What, what is the difference? Because that's, that's ultimately what it comes down to. And, you know, I understand the strategic part of it. It's, you know, there's people when you're in the game and when you're playing big brother, you want to make sure as many of your allies are staying in the game and as many of like the people that you're aligned with, none of their allies are staying in the game because you don't want to be on the block next to somebody where the votes could go in the other direction. So you want to eliminate some of their people along the way. Mm-hmm. That's like a big brother strategy. So when she did this to me, I was like, ah, oh, I think she's, she's trying to pull it. She's trying to weaken my numbers because also I was forming very good relationships with people in the house. Like there was a ton of people that I was forming good relationships with. And um, I think that was a threat to her. Now, the way she went about it, uh, you know, whatever, she got her way. So it doesn't really matter whether it was, whether it made sense or not, she got her way. And one of my people that I was close with got clipped and the people that she was close with all stayed in the game. So at the end of the day, I don't know if that was her strategy, but as I'm going through it, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, oh, she's trying to clip my numbers. I'm like, she's trying to clip my numbers on me right now because at the round table, nobody's mentioning me. Nobody, nothing's coming my way. I dialed down so much of the conversation about me being a potential trader because of my big brother background. And so I, I don't know, you know, it's, I think it's, this is Sari though. This is what she does in Survivor. She gets paranoid. She thinks that people in her group are going to turn on her and then she turns on them. And in a game like Survivor, it always ended up kind of hurting her. In this game, it definitely benefited her. Yeah, that's for sure. Who were some of your favorites watching back? Um, maybe that you didn't appreciate while you were in the house or in the castle rather, but mm. as a viewer. As a viewer, definitely Kate. She's Kate. She was the best, obviously. Um, but I knew that in the house. It's so crazy because you go through it and you pretty much know after you've been on a few shows, you're watching in the house 
as like a viewer. And so I'm watching and every time I'm seeing Kate do her thing, I'm like, that's going to be great TV. I can't wait to see how they edit this up and, or that's going to be great. I can't wait to see how they edit that up. So when I was watching, you know, in January, I kind of was seeing a lot of the stuff that I was seeing when I was on the show. And so I knew Kate was going to be great TV and she did not disappoint. I loved watching her. She was the mm -hmm. She was my favorite easily. Yeah. She, I mean, there's so many um, appreciation posts on Twitter and Instagram and everybody's really hyping up yeah. her just her little comments and her attitude and, and yeah I it mean, was funny to watch her one-liners are second to absolutely nobody's like oh one of my favorite lines of the season was her and rachel obviously were like oil and water but when rachel walked in and she was she, rachel goes to her i don't trust you and kate turns and goes well i don't trust your fashion i don't trust your fashion choices so that means i don't trust you either and then rachel said something to her about her jacket and then kate's yeah. like well this is princess diana's jacket so you hate royal <laughs> fashion i just thought it was like the way that she just came up with things I was yeah. like, man, she's so quick-witted. And yeah. I, I appreciate that, and I think it's hilarious. Yeah, absolutely. I, that's so. exactly the thought that I was thinking when you started to say that. I'm like, that was an iconic moment. It's the her, best. Poor Rachel. I mean, I, I loved Rachel on her season, right. so I yeah. felt like a little protective of her, but that totally. was just so funny. Oh, my God. Yeah, Kate, you can't help it fun. because – but Rachel, like, doesn't back down from that, which, I mm -hmm. you know, again, it makes for good TV. So as mm -hmm. they were battling, I was like, this is going to be great. Like, wait till the storyline between Kate and Rachel. Yeah. And then Rachel ends up going home before Kate. So it made it that much better. Like it just was crazy. Cause like with whichever one of them went home first, it was almost going to be like the other one was going to be happy, but Rachel going home first and then revealing that she's a faithful, almost like was comical to like the whole rest of the group. It's like, <laughs> what, what are we doing here? It's hilarious. It's just exactly. such a good show. It's yeah, such a good it show. really is. Reza was one of my early favorites, just knowing oh, that he was going to be part of the cast. It's yeah. such a bummer. He didn't really, you know, well, not really. He just purely didn't live to see one of the uh, banishment ceremonies. Could, yeah. could you imagine him like going at it with somebody? And oh, that would I be... thought he would have brought he would have brought so much more to the table, like mm -hmm. just his personality, the way that he was in the competitions, so how he reacted to Alan. Like he just brings a different dynamic to a show. Yeah. just being himself because he's just such a good big personality but he also was like a kind person so i, I wish i wish we would have seen a little bit more of reza because he's again he's another one like kate like doesn't care he'll say whatever he wants to say and is quick-witted with it so it would have been it would have been cool to see a little more of reza unfortunately we yeah. sent him home early <laughs> it's okay we forgive you as shots of sunset fans <laughs> yeah well jumping a little bit towards the end because mm -hmm. i'm gonna try to not spoil the ending for everybody mm -hmm. i've been telling them you got to watch it though so that i can talk about it so yeah <laughs> that's a fair warning to everyone but yeah. um spoiler alert after your banishment the remaining traders were tasked with choosing a new member yeah who would you have chosen to join the traders if you hadn't been banished um for me I would have, I mean, Ari, I thought was a great choice because nobody throughout the house, throughout the castle, geez, I always, I keep going big brother house yeah. and this <laughs> yep, castle, same. nobody throughout the castle was, was thinking that Ari was a traitor. There was conversations amongst us traders that we should have murdered Ari. Cause we're like, he's just, he's a clear faithful. And a, a lot of our strategy early on was we want to eliminate the clear faithfuls. We only want to leave people that could be traitors in, in the house. And so we had talked about maybe getting rid of Ari early on. And so when they recruited him, I thought it was good because I thought it was definitely a way to get more traders to the end. Um, now, I probably would have went the route of getting somebody that the house maybe thought was a trader to kind of offer them up okay. as like a bait 
to yeah. like vote against them and then regain the trust of the faithfuls because you gain trust by voting. And it's just funny because I think everybody playing this first time was learning, right? And so they immediately thought when people voted for me, there's no way they could be traitors when I was revealed to be a traitor, when that's just not the case. And so I would have, I would have maybe went the route of pulling somebody in that was a traitor uh, that was getting questioned, then voting them out and then regaining the trust with the faithful. So then move on. Yeah. Um, but you know, Christian wanted Ari in and then ultimately what happened was Christian shot himself in the foot and Ari turned on him. So it's like, you don't want, <laughs> you don't want that perfectly. to be the case. Yeah. You don't want that to be the case. So, you know, but again, for Sari, it worked out, but then again, for Sari was laying so low. She was saying barely anything. Like she was on nobody's radar. It wouldn't have mattered who got recruited because that wasn't going to make Sari have any issue unless that person felt betrayed by her and then wanted to turn on her because she was just so under the radar. It wouldn't have mattered who the other trader was, who got recruited in. I mean, that reveal was pretty iconic though. It's I, awesome. That was a gasping moment for me. Like I actually literally jaw dropped. I, cause I didn't think he was going to accept it. And then they show and I thought, Oh, it's just going to be Alan in the cloak. Yeah. And he's going to be like, no, nope, didn't accept your that would have been cool. But it's like, you can't, right? Like you have to accept that as a trader. I mean, as a faithful, if it comes to your plate, it's like either accept this and become a trader or I don't accept it and then get voted out. That's true. Yeah. Cause it's like, even, even if the, even if that faithful say comes back in and denies it and tells everybody, it's like, I denied it. Like Christian did multiple things are going to happen. One, there's going to be heat on them no matter what, like you saw with Christian. And two, like there's going to get a point where people just kind of are like, all right, I'm going to just give this a chance no matter what. And then three, you have to deal with, okay, the traders could just murder me. And that doesn't really give an inkling to who the traders are. So it's almost like a no brainer to accept that. Cause it's like the traders will just murder you in the next round to, and the next at the next, uh, when they're in the turret again, and you don't get a step closer to any of the traders. So it's like, I feel like you had to take it. You had to. That was a whirlwind, that whole scenario, because, you know, the traders turned on you. And then once Ari yeah. joined, then they turned on Christian. And it, it was yeah. kind of just like a, you know, a sequence. Did yeah. you have any sort of a heads up whatsoever that the traders would be voting you out? Um, not necessarily the traders, but I knew it was coming my way because Quinton, someone who I was very close with, um, had said, he said to me, he's like, they're coming for you tonight. And so I immediately was like, okay, because I had known because right the night before Kyle had blown up everything in my face and pretty much directed it at me being the mastermind. And he Kyle knew who the other traders were. He knew that Christian was another trader and he knew that. Well, he had thought me, Christian and Sari were traders. Wow. Little did he know he was spot on. Like early on, he was like, I, Sari's, I definitely think is a trader. Brandy had said Sari was a trader. Mm -hmm. Um, then Christian's name was coming up constantly. And then all of a sudden I did something to Kyle that made him get tipped off to be like, Oh, he's messing up. He's definitely a traitor. And so the, the night that Kyle came at me so strong as like the ringleader, it put me in a really bad situation. Cause I knew someone like Stephanie, someone like Rachel was going to probably eat that up alive. And now I had to go into damage control for other people. And so I, I knew it was probably going to come my way, but I didn't know to the extent that it was coming my way. I didn't know that the traders were going to come at me the way that they did, but I could tell very early on in the round table, I was like, oh, the traders are flipping on me too. Cause Sari was talking. I was like, you never talked this much and now you're talking. So it's like, it was like her open apology only to me because all the other faithfuls thought she was a faithful. 
So I was like, oh, she's coming at me. So that means this guy is too. Cause Christian at that point was sitting right to my right. I was like, so he is too now. It's like, all right, I'm up. You screwed. That was wild to watch. I was, yeah, <laughs> my palms were sweating the whole time. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> well, we won't give up the ending for people that are listening and that are still watching. Um, so I just want to uh, get to know what sort of big brother star from your past, whether you've played with them or just as a viewer, do you think would be successful playing traders? Okay. Maybe pick one to be a faithful and one to be a trader. Man, um, it's so tough because this game is such a crazy dynamic and there's such a benefit to being a trader. Um, but I, the, I would have to think of somebody to be a trader that would kind of go under the radar, kind of like Sari did, but would be cutthroat like Sari was. Um, there's some people that just don't work as faithfuls. Like, you know, yeah. we saw with Kate, like everybody thought the whole time that she was a yeah. trader and <laughs> it just doesn't work. Well, that's why it's tough. Cause there's people like, you know, like Derek, who was just a brilliant big brother player. I think yeah. he'd be screwed on both sides. He'd be screwed as a trader and screwed as a faithful. Cause they would get to a point where the traders probably be like, if he's not, if Derek's a faithful, they'd be like, he's going to figure us out. Let's clip him. And if he's a trader, it's going to get to a point where everybody's like, how is he not gone yet? Let's at least just throw votes his way to see. Mm -hmm. So it'd have to be somebody that's not like a huge name like that, which makes it very difficult. It makes it, it it's hard for me to think of yeah. who would be, who someone it's, like it's really Enzo tough. would be a good faithful, so, right? I think Enzo would be a good faithful, but again, would go along the lines of like, Enzo reminded me a lot of Ryan. Okay. And it's just like Enzo would just be hyped to be there, just like giving great sound bites, being really funny, which was Ryan. And then ultimately would maybe his downfall would be he's too likable. Mm -hmm. So the traders probably want to clip him because if he starts getting like if he starts getting people to listen to him and he's right, he could be in trouble. So it's just so tough. This game is so different. It's hard to take people from Big Brother because it's just not the game of Big Brother. It's such a different game. And so it's hard to look at people that are good at Big Brother and be like, oh, they would definitely do well at this. Mm -hmm. You know, like. Oh, I don't know. It's so hard to say. It's hard to say. I think <laughs> Tiffany, I think Tiffany could do well. Tiffany, and I think okay. Tiffany wants to, she wants, she wants to give it a go. She wants in. Yeah. <laughs> that would yeah. be really cool to see. Yeah. Um, well, I have one last question before we go. I have to ask. Um, I interviewed your brother on my old podcast. Uh, okay. That was a fun conversation. We talked yeah. a lot about his time on the challenge. Cool. Um, and so, you know, you're obviously good at every competition that you've been in. Have you ever been asked to join the challenge on MTV or CBS? Any iteration of that? Yeah, yeah, I had um, because of scheduling. It didn't line up uh, the the couple of times that I had been asked, um, which is kind of unfortunate. But that, that's a show that I really, I really enjoy. And the reason why I would love to play that game is because it's less of manipulation, mm -hmm. right? Like, mm -hmm. and that, that has taken such a toll on me mm -hmm. that like the thought of doing a manipulation game, like, like where it's like really heavy social kind of get, it's, it gives me anxiety mm -hmm. and the challenge it's different. Cause it, it, it's more of a competition show than a social experiment. It's like, do well in the competitions or finish at the bottom and have a chance of going in. And then you could get backstabbed, but you still got to go down and win. Whereas all these other shows, it's like social, everybody's voting. So everybody else has control over what happens to you. And that's the thing I love about the challenge, which makes me really want to give it a go. So hopefully in the future, it kind of lines up with my schedule because I would love to, I would love to play the challenge.
Well, we would love to see it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Cody, for lending your voice to our podcast. No, Des, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. So awesome watching you. And uh, anybody listening that wants to get a cool rundown of like a weekly analysis of your time on traders, you have your podcast, The Winner Circle. Yes. Thank you for for uh, mentioning that. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. It's a fun listen. I've been binging it um, over the past few days and it's fun to just relive the moments from the traders because honestly, yeah. I think I'm going to just rewatch it because I'm you think you're that. going to <laughs> no way I'm having that withdrawal. I'm like, you know what, <laughs> even though I know what you happens, know what you, should do? you should try to get the um, UK version. OK, you yeah. try to get the traders UK version because apparently mm-hmm. that was amazing as well. Right. And has a, a crazy finish to the show. So maybe maybe give that one a go. It's something new. So you don't feel like you're, I feel like when you watch a show back a second time, you could be like, well, I already know what happens. And you fast forward, or maybe you lose interest when you're watching something new, it keeps you. So shout out to the Traders UK. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe All give right, that I'll a look go. That up. BBC, I think, right? That's right. That's right. All right. Well, thank you again, Cody. Um, uh, of course. You enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for being part of the podcast. And I look forward to seeing you on the challenge um, or on anything <laughs> else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. Thanks, Thank Des. you, Cody. That was fun. I'm so excited. I got so I used to watch him on Big Brother, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, I really enjoyed him on those shows. <laughs> he was on two <laughs> seasons, and he won okay. the Big Brother All Stars. Oh my god! Oh wow! Yeah, so a I dream love, come true moment, right? I know, and I love seeing that. Um, you know, there were a couple of Big Brother people on that show. Of course, Brandy. You know, she played um, Big Brother celebrity version. Oh, I don't know if right. you saw that one, but mm-hmm. I think it was the first season or something. But this show is just so good, you guys. If you are not sure if you want to watch it, I mean, you won't hurt my feelings. But honestly, <laughs> I think it's so good that you might surprise yourself. I could not stop myself. I had to. I mean, I had to because I'm like, come on, like, what's going to happen when I'm done? Then I'm going to feel like, do you ever get that sense of like, you're missing something? Like when you finish a show, like, oh yes. So you try to prolong it. Do you know yeah. that to this day, I have not been allowed to watch, well, I don't want to say allowed because, you know, we don't do that, but yeah. <laughs> I have not been able to watch the season, the series finale of mm-hmm. Pose because my oh. partner is not mm-hmm. ready to come to terms with the fact that the show is over. Yeah, I get that. That's that's <laughs> how I was with Taylor's. <laughs> Yeah, you, you like, say, it's like a, I'm sure there's like an actual psychological thing for it, right? Like a post viewing yeah, effect. Like you get attached <laughs> to these people yeah. and this, yeah. you know, plot line or whatever it is. And then it also takes up your time. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. like, well, I want to have something to do. And, you know, my friends on this TV show. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But at least, you know, we got to have this conversation with him. So the show lives on. (laughs) And thank God being a traitor is not illegal because there are a lot of celebrities going to prison this year. Oh, Uh, child. Right? Mm -hmm. Todd Chrisley, Julie Chrisley from Chrisley Knows Best. Yeah. Have you ever seen that show? (laughs) I have. Like, I've caught a few episodes here and there, like, you know, when it comes on after something that I'm watching. 
Yeah. Um, I never like actually actively watched it, but I was familiar with them. Never saw this mm-hmm. coming. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's an annoying show. You're not really missing much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do feel bad. I mean, you know, when people do these things and they commit these crimes, of course, that's awful. But some part of me always feels bad for them when they have, or not always, I'm not going to say absolutely for everybody, but in this case, for the Chrisleys, it's, I mean, I think he's doing 12 years and his wife, oh. Julie, is doing seven years and they started wow. at the same time. Isn't that wild? Like That's crazy. Teresa, yeah, Teresa and Joe, they got to do theirs um, split up, I think, so that, I think maybe it had to do with the age of their kids. So that one of the parents could For be sure. there. The Chrisleys have adult children. I think their youngest is 16. So he's a minor. But wow. their their younger daughter who... So they have two daughters. One is, I think, in her 30s. And then the other one is in her mid-20s. And I think she's the one who's taking custody of the son, the youngest son, while they're in there. Oh my gosh. I know. That's a lot. That's really sad. Family. I mean, for the child, for the children, period. Mm-hmm. Whether they are children children or you know adult children to have your parent have to go away and like they're older and who knows what jail is going to do to them aging yeah Yeah. or even safety wise Um, you know yeah it's a free-for-all they'll probably be in like a i don't expect them to be sitting in cells with like murderers though they're going to be with like the other white collar crime people I, i would think yeah like federal sure. prison, I think, is the the key term for when it's like uh, low security levels, and that's when oh, maybe okay. nonviolent um, sentences. And uh, yeah, I think that's where they ended up. I could be wrong, but wow. I would imagine that that's the case. I know that's the case for your auntie Jen. Yeah, auntie Jen. Officially, in the time that we were off the air, she changed. Oh no, no, we were on the air for her changing her plea. But, mm-hmm. yeah, she had her, her trial date. Did she go to trial? I don't think she end, ever went to trial because she took the plea deal. Yeah, she took the plea deal. And people are saying that's why she's getting less time than the Chrisleys. Because I think the Chrisleys fought it the whole time. And that's why they're getting such drawn-out sentences. For that's sure. That's how it works a lot of times. I know for sure in California. is If you go to trial and you lose, which is like 90% of the time, yeah. you, you receive your maximum sentence. Or close to it. Yep. That's why I didn't like, I mean, not saying whether she's guilty or innocent or whatever, but um, when everybody was talking about, you know, all the other Housewives of Salt Lake City finding out that she pled guilty and they're like, oh, so she's admitting that what she did is wrong. But like, do you know how many people out there that have pled guilty from a plea deal, but they really aren't guilty? Yeah. Not saying that she is or she isn't, but, like, that's just how the justice system works. They give plea deals all the time to people. Because, I mean, I'm pretty sure it boils down to it saves government a lot of money. Yes, trials um, are very expensive. To not have to do the trial. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, also, like you said, the chances of you getting a not guilty verdict when you go to trial is, like... Slim to none. Girl, take that deal. Mm -hmm. That's wild. And then it's a little grimy. I'm sorry. But she then has a subscription service where she gets to tell her part because she opted to not join the reunion uh, this season and to decline her invitation to do a one-on-one interview with Andy Cohen on Watch What Happens Live. 
Um, so now she created her own outlet, a paid subscription where you enter your email and your financial information uh, <laughs> <laughs> to hear what she has to say about heading into prison and how the trial went and what whatever it was that she said during that. And I, I'm sorry, but why would you... <laughs> Uh, why would anybody submit any personal information to someone who's going to prison for fraud (laughs) it's yeah that one was was a little distasteful i'm gonna say auntie jen i probably wouldn't have done that (laughs) it's a little on the nose that's like that's like being accused of like having illegal firearms and then like having an estate sale with a bunch of guns. Like, I mean, (laughs) yes, (laughs) it's a little, yeah, a little little uh, too, sorry girl, but it's, (laughs) (laughs) it sounds like the call is coming from inside the house. There you go. But, uh, oh shit! Okay, yeah. So her sentence starts February seventeenth. Oh, is that soon? I know. So in two weeks, wow. a little more than two weeks, she will be heading in, and we won't see her for about six and a half years. Is what they're saying she'll do. I think wow. it's something like eighty to eighty-five percent of the time. So maybe yeah. closer to five and a half or something. Closer to six. Yeah, years. probably so. If she has good behavior. Yeah. Which, I mean, I think most of the time people do. Because good behavior just means you don't, like, commit more crimes while you're in there. (laughs) Which is, of course, possible. You know, you can't put anything past anybody. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, people are usually granted their their good time. I think they're even given your good time behavior. And then it gets chipped away at if you do bad things. Yeah, Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, I, I, I know some things. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, that is all we have for you today, everybody. But it's good to be back. It's good to be back with Devin. So just a one-on-one. Yes. Good to be back with you. Good to be back with you, boo. Oh, I know. I've missed you. I, You know, we've kept in touch through the times. But doing this on, you know, on our uh, FaceTime and getting to do the podcast it's it's always great and i'm excited to be back for sure i'm excited to have new episodes and i'm working really hard on getting some more special celebrity guests so let us know who you want to see you guys yes write us at our instagram at do you love it pod let us know what you want let us know what you want to hear literally just talk to us like talk to me someone please <laughs> <laughs> Um, also reviews go a very long way. So if you have a moment, if you want to support us, if you want to see us do well, leave us a five-star rating and review, tell us what you love about the podcast and remember to subscribe. Um, so you don't miss any of our new episodes because we just drop them whenever we feel like it. How about that? <laughs> Cause we can and y'all love it. Yes, that's right. So, everybody, thank you for uh, staying with us and checking out this episode. Follow us on Instagram at DLoveItPod, and we'll see you next week. Yay! Bye! Bye. Bye.